back to Range Anxiety for a Sunday session. And that was uh, the theme from 2001, A Space Odyssey by the uh, DLG Orchestra. Who's ever seen that movie? Hands up. Bueller? Bueller, anybody? Bueller? Yeah, Ferris probably did see it. Um, I think it came out in the 70s. And it was certainly a, a strange look into the future in 30 years' time. And we're not quite there yet. But what seemed extremely outlandish uh, back then seems, well, almost normal now. Um, you know, humans have very, very uh, differing abilities of predicting the future or seeing or visualising a future. I mean, predictions are just guesses, let's face it, um, with a bit of knowledge stirred in from time to time to make them more accurate. Um, but it has been said that if you're going to teach your children anything in this world rather than teaching them uh, business or marketing or mathematics, teaching them to be able to look into the future or at least what they think is the future is the most important thing that they can do. I was never taught to do that, obviously, but it's something that I have taught myself or tried to teach myself over the last, only probably the last decade or so. Uh, up until that point, I was... Um, too busy getting around with my head stuck up my own ass, as uh, you know. Unfortunately, a lot of people seem to do. You know, uh, people that you know put up pictures of diamond mines out of Brazil and talk about look at what electric cars are doing to our future. You know, I mean, the problem is we live in a world now where it's so very, very difficult to differentiate between what is real. Uh, and what is an outright lie. Um, you know, the advent of social media and people being able to self-publish, even like this publication, uh, has certain concepts that are able to sway people's thoughts. And unfortunately, what used to be like a written law of the word is now just basically garbage. And unfortunately, it is making the world a more stupid place. So let's have a look at what I think the future will be in 2050. It's not that far away. I may or may not be here um, when you dig this one out of the time vault to listen to it again, but let's let's have a look uh, where I think we will be. Um, we'll be living in a totally, and this is just my view, uh, and, and it's the, it comes from obviously getting around with my eyes open and, and looking at how technology's evolved and the rate at which it's evolving. You see, what's going to determine a lot of how we are in the future is like the exponential um, growth curve versus uh, the Dunning-Kruger effect. Uh, you know, the, that effect that I spoke of then, it's, a, it's where people have very, very, very little knowledge believe they know everything, you know, i.e. I hate to say it to all my friends, vlogs, fans and flat earthers out there. Um, and the more they learn, the, realize, the less they realise they know and until they become an absolute expert. And, you know, here's a very... Look at that. There's a very odd-sounding thing that we will be lucky to hear in 2050. That was an old restored BMW motorcycle. But, yeah, uh, it depends on that versus uh, the rate of exponential growth that, that we're seeing in technology. Now, if you look at a timeline... Um, that you know spans the next 25 30 years um well let's say the 100 years surrounding today uh, we're 
going to be the most intelligent thing on the planet uh, in, in, well, in the next few years anyway for a very limited amount of time. We're only going to be training the system for a certain amount of time between now and when it is smart enough to train itself. So what we are is like when you turn on your phone or you turn on a, your car or you turn on your computer, it's got a bootloader before it takes over. We are just that tiny little bit of code known as the bootloader and we're not going to be required um, to make intelligent thoughts, thankfully, because most of us are not capable of it very, very, very soon. So what's it going to be like when you wake up in 2050? Um, the first thing you're going to see, I believe, is there will be cars. We'll get on to my, my vision of the future car quite shortly, because obviously this is what it's all tied up with. Um, you're not going to see any wires for anything. I mean, wireless technology is pretty, you know, old hat now. Everything's going to be done, uh, I believe, via inductance. Um, you know, so you won't have any. You'll have focused power, so that it'll be able to be um, transmitted and directed directionally, and you won't have any, uh, you know, power poles in the street. All of that stuff will be gone. Um, streets will obviously be much better, but I'll get, I'll get onto that one in a minute. Um, and. You won't have any wires in your house. I mean, that, that we're kind of getting to that point anyway. But most importantly, you're not going to have a mobile phone. Mobile phones will be a thing of the past. We'll be looking, we'll be looking then if we're all still around back on the latest generation iPhone. Or like we looked back on now those big briefcase phones of the you know 80s. We'll just laugh. You don't need to be running around with a thing in your hand, fixated to it, going tap 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 tap. That will just be a thing of the past. I promise you, what will replace it? Um, my idea of what's going to replace it is a device called the Su Suggester. Now, people are, have been talking, companies like Neuralink have been talking about putting things into your brain um, that, you know, will allow you to uh, uh, capable to be capable of better thought and allow limbs that don't move to, you know, repair the nervous system and so on. I don't believe that will be happening so soon. But a Suggester will be a device... Um, that is, you know, probably implanted into you like a dog chip, you know, like a, a microchip, nothing special. And yeah, they'll probably track you with it. And, you know, you know, by then, Bill Gates will have killed the entire population. Wow, none of that, there's no hocus pocus here. The suggestion, the, the suggestion will simply be a device that allows you to connect directly to the internet without a laptop, without any of that sort of crap. I mean, obviously, there'll be devices that, still exist um you know such as printers and stuff like that and computers but the suggestive will replace pretty much everything because it will allow me to send you an invoice um directly across the internet to your mind and even though it's not in front of you uh, the suggestive will then trigger you to pay it when it's due so you actually won't have to print anything and you know there, there, you know, there, will, there will still be that stuff around but that's what a suggestive will do and more to the point Something else it will do, which might sound just so far-fetched now, but a lot of the stuff is that comes through one day, is that there will be um, less traditional forms of, of learning. Uh, there will be brain stimulus packages that you can buy, and the suggestive will open up certain receptors and, and, and alter your brain chemistry to allow you to learn things a lot faster. Um, you've seen that movie Limitless with, what's it called? DZT. 
and with Brad Cooper and that most girls just watch it for Bradley and some boys I know actually boo boo and you know the suggestion will allow you to buy it basically by a degree you know you want to learn about astrophysics pay 10 grand and you've got four years of highly trained diploma winning you know technology just stuffed into your head that you'll be able to utilize um, and all of these courses and, and, and all of this learning will be collated by machines. So yeah, I, I, wanna, I wanna talk to someone and they're not in front of me. Obviously, speech will still be an important thing, but I believe the world's gonna be a much quieter place. There won't be, I mean, you know, 20th century, that's just noisy, no such need for it. I mean, there'll be music and there'll be art and there'll be concerts and there'll be nightclubs, but as far as just general, um, noise and background noise everything's going to get a lot quieter thankfully which is great you know noise is generally the sound of inefficiency when it's not the sound of communication so if i want to talk to someone over the other side of the world i can simply get the suggestion to um try and connect to them and we can have a conversation in our minds without uh having to speak and i think that will be a totally totally wonderful thing and you know Money, and here comes another motorbike. Oh, it's the same guy. He's coming back. And he's looking at me parked here at the Ashland Cold Stores like I'm uh, some sort of law enforcement officer. No, I'm not. But he is slowing down. And maybe he won't fall off and bang himself up. So maybe I'm doing him a favor. So, yeah. Uh, banks will obviously be different places. Uh, all sorts of systems will replace traditional cash as we know it. You know, a lot of it will be blockchain based. And, you know, your suggestion will keep your cloud with your, you know, your cold storage wallet, I suppose, if that kind of, oh, look, here come the whole heap of motorbikes now. Wow, this is like, this looks like Hill's Angels out of the Benny Hill show. Oh, no, they're all turning off. Oh, they're not going to come past me, but there would be 50 of them. Wow, we, they're all slow things. You'll probably hear them in the background. But, yeah, so there'll be no, like, walking around with cash, you know, in your pocket. And people go, oh, cashless society, they're out to get us, and yada, yada, yada. Look, no, 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 stop the conspiracy. We're simply going to have a life with less clutter in it, and it's going to be fine. And, you know, people like Elon Musk see this. He's probably not as as weirdo as I am on all of this, and he hasn't gone as far as I have with this, you know. But if you look inside his car, I suppose there's no wires and a fairly simplistic-looking screen. So, yeah, we won't have stacks of paperwork, stacks of books. We want to learn something, we can pay for it. But what are we going to do for jobs when um, <laughs> the machines are doing everything, which they will? Uh, well, one of the things we'll be doing, I, I think, is uh, restoring a lot of this planet and, and the mess that we've made of it. Um, and I think there'll be some sort of barter or, or, or a payment system from our governments, which are selling stuff to other governments to make more machines and, uh, in, and empower more environmental repair. And so I think it just people's jobs are going to change, you know, and rather than probably get ourselves a degree in engineering, we're not gonna need it because the machines are gonna do better engineering than we would ever be able to. And we don't need to design machines anymore because they design themselves, you see. So rather than buy a degree in engineering, that'll become very, very useless. It's, it, that's only important during the bootloader phase. We'll download music and we'll download art and we will download the ability to make ourselves better artists and people will 
sell each other art and make money out of that and and they create better foods and you know work out better ways of cooking things that that life force that a machine will struggle very very much at least in in that period of time to overcome so there you go this the suggestion is the suggester is going to be the thing that ties us all together it's going to be painless it's going to be simple and yeah governments will be able to track us and monitor us and stuff with it just like they do now when you're walking around with your mobile phone in your hand so get over that bullshit, flat earthers. And, um, you know, that, that, that'll be great too. I'll be having an argument. I've got a mate that's flat earther and he just constantly, how come you can't see the horizons curved and all that sort of stuff? And I can't explain it. Just look, I'm not watching some bullshit video that someone's made up proving without any science that the earth is flat. Um, in the future, I'll just be able to offer him I'll be able to, I'd pay a thousand bucks now if he'd just shut up about it. I'll be, off, be able to offer him a thousand dollars worth of learning and physics that my suggestion will my suggestion will send to his that'll allow him to actually go, oh, okay, now I understand. Wouldn't, wouldn't the world be a nice place? Anyway, so where does that leave cars? You know, I've been rambling on for so long here. I hope you don't think I've become a weirdo. Um, those of you that know me already know that I am. Where does that leave cars? Well, car ownership won't be a thing anymore. Um, there'll be those of us that are meatheads, right? The same, you know, way that people carry on now with like, fuck your electric car, I'm keeping gasoline forever. I know what I'm doing, burnouts, blowers, boobs. You know, that sort of nose-picking, eating troglodyte, that will be me. I'm keeping, I'm still driving mine. 2021 Telstra, you know, I'm charging at home. No one's, no one's going to have a robo taxi for me. I've got my rights. Um, yeah, you see, that's, that's like people used to say when, when, when Model Ts were driving down the road and when they're brand new, get that stinking thing off the road. I'm keeping my horse. You know, horses shat on the road, but at least they could shovel it into the garden. Cars punch holes in the sky, which will, you know, ultimately, if we don't blow ourselves up with uh, little men with short penises pressing buttons in wars, ultimately that will kill us if, if, if they don't. So, yeah, I'll be one of those meatheads because cars, our kids and all, they'll be our grandkids by then, will, and they're probably even their kids, if they don't behave themselves, um, they won't understand the concept of owning things and car ownership because when they want a car, they just, the suggested S goes, uh, and uh, up comes a driverless robo taxi, and they don't even have to, you know, talk to a driver, pay it. It'll just be debited from your cloud based blockchain wallet. You get me? And they'll just get to where they're going. So rather than, you know, going out and polishing a car and putting air in the tyres and doing all of that crap over over a weekend, the stuff that we enjoy, that we consider as therapy, though we ought to go and do something actually productive. Hmm. So there will be a groundswell of idiots such as myself that keep a really cool combustion car. I'm always going to have a combustion car just because it'll be a talking piece one day and secretly deep down... I do enjoy them. I've decided I will probably keep at this stage, so I'm, I'm getting older, I'm in my early 50s, not mid yet even. Um, I decided I'm gonna keep my uh, Edition 507 C63 because it was it was one of the best sounding cars ever, right? And even though the world will be a quiet place, 
and kids, you know, or teens and, and early 20s in, in the year 2050 won't understand why we have to have these stupid, noisy cars, they're going to be quite curious about it. And so I want to be able to show them, here's what we used to do. Um, you know, uh, there's something visceral and there's something real about not downloading over your suggestion or a soundtrack of a car and going, oh, shit. But by putting them in the seat and getting them to feel the vibration and smell the stinking wretch that comes out of it, and they do stink in a cool kind of a way, um, you know, because dare I say it, dare I say it, and I can see the book club boys rubbing their hands together now, it's the tangibles, this is where they get it wrong, because they're, they're knuckle draggers of today, it's the tangibles that make the experience, and with that it's the vibration, the poor idle quality, and all of the noise. You know, we won't have, hopefully, coal-fired power plants by then. Everything will be done on renewable power or solar power. I mean, we've got the world's, the world's, we've got one of the universe's biggest power sources sitting above us, and it's free. We're just being too stupid until now to realise how to harness it. So what's going to happen with drilling holes in the ground uh, to um, squirt up dead dinosaur blood in various parts of the world that are then marked up, refined, sorry, and then marked up thousands and millions of percent to make bunches of shareholders and small nations rich. What's going to happen to fuel? Well, it will still be around in some way, shape or form, but the chemistry of the machines or the chemical ability and design engineering of the machines that will be around then will have made a proper synthetic fuel that doesn't, that isn't filthier than the original product. Like, you know, like all of the bullshit that we're getting hyped up now. There won't be hydrogen cars. There may be hydrogen aeroplanes. And there, there may be, uh, and they'll be pilotless aeroplanes. I mean, people will uh, struggle with that one at first, but uh, our, the next generation will just go, what are you talking about, you stupid idiot? Why would you want some dumb person that can have a heart attack or, you know, uh, get a mad thaw and plough the plane in the ground? What, why the hell would you want someone, why would you, why would you want to go on a plane with a person controlling it? Why would you want to go in a car with a person controlling it? Are you stupid? Yeah. Um... But fuel will be a much cleaner thing and it will be synthesised. And it will be synthesised, I believe, there will be a way of chemically engineering a liquid fuel from seawater. Remember, you heard that one here first. No, I'm not one of those wacky dudes that has got more hair growing on his neck than he has on his head that thinks he can drive, you know, a 1960s Holden from Adelaide to Perth on a litre of water. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about proper chemical engineering with tech, using techniques and machinery, machinery that is designed by other machines and not stupid people. So yeah, all of those big, horrible oil drilling platforms and frackers and all of those, all of that stuff that is just an ugly eyesore on the world will be gone, thankfully, and so will the monopolies of the, you know, 0.1% of the world that, you know, bastardise the rest of us and determine how much of our money we're going to spend each week to do something essential like travel. Travel will be almost free. Car ownership will be pretty much non-existent. So there will be no reason for car manufacturers to build cars because the robo-taxis will keep getting repaired by the machines. And there will be new models that come out, but it will be like a millionth of what it is now. 
So, because you don't need a car in the driveway, because you've got almost free transport wherever you want to go, car companies won't be around either. Remember, you heard that one here first. So, you know, it's just a matter of time before there is no more GM, no more Ford, no more Chrysler or Stellantis, that big sort of conglomeration of every brand that's never worked and never will. You haven't heard that here first, actually. Automotive uh, industry insiders have been saying that one for years. But there'll be no more reason for car companies. And this is one reason why my favourite car company, or they're not a favourite. This isn't football teams. This isn't, you know, pop stars. All cars and companies have their good and strong points. But the one that spends all of their money not trying to make the cheapest car that everyone can afford but by putting all of their money into artificial intelligence and software, uh, they're the company taking us one step closer to this reality of non-ownership being a thing. And, you know, we, our generation won't like it, but it'll become that normal and make that much sense to the following generations that they'll wonder what the hell we were thinking. And they'll go back and they'll study history or they'll get a... They'll get a, They'll download the history of, of modern wars, uh, you know, via their suggester from the cloud, and they'll be able to see quite quickly and easily that the facts that are hidden from us now. And you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but the facts are hidden from us by the big corporations because they don't want us to know that all of these stupid wars, or have been up until now, since the industrial revolution, are about oil. Think about it. Think about those weapons of mass destruction that never existed. All about oil. And when we don't need that shit anymore, or very, very little of it, or it's synthetically made out of seawater, remember you heard that one here first, it, all of that shit will disappear and the future generations will just be able to look back on us and say, you stupid freaks, you nearly fucked it up for everyone by being greedy and dumb. So yeah, there you go. But there will have to be some sort of fuel for me to put in my AMG. And I believe there will be synthetic fuels that are basically cokeless, like they won't create filthy deposits in the engine when they burn. The synthesis of the chemistry will be that good. Uh, they'll run clean as a whistle. There will be oils that you can use that don't get contaminated, that essentially last forever. Right, and they're not getting contaminated by blow by past the rings. And there'll be coolants and brake fluids you can use that aren't hygroscopic, that don't, you know, suck in water and rot your braking system out. And there'll be coolants that need to never be changed. And because no one will own cars, all the service centers that charge you a thousand bucks every time you blink once a year, just as like give us your cash because we deserve it and do stuff all, they will be gone too. Who's going to fix these, possibly, I believe they'll be, electric cars that drive us around? Who's going to fix them? Well, of course, they'll be able to fix themselves. They'll have machines that, you know, in service centres that are self-propagated and don't employ people that run 24-7. So when one goes wrong, another one will come, come take its place and it, there'll be like a big garbage truck that, <laughs> or tow truck that scrapes these things up, takes them back to the machines to repair the machines, and then they'll be a little older, you and me, hiding in the shed, picking the boogers out of our nose, eating them and talking, suggesting to each other 
even though we may live far apart, how good our old classic, not plastic, electric cars are and were. And thank you for listening to this rather odd epicast of Range Anxiety.